Welcome to Sunday Night Dinner, a podcast that cooks. I'm Suzanne Hancock. What if Sunday Night Dinner also meant Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday breakfast, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday lunch, Monday and Wednesday dinner, and kid lunches for the week? For Dara Bergeron, Sunday Night Dinner isn't just Sunday Night Dinner. Dara is a mom of three young kids, a celebrated fitness expert for pre- and postnatal moms, certified nutrition coach, regular contributor to Today's Parent magazine and website, creator of online training, and the award-winning Belly Bootcamp group fitness classes. And she's the first to say that finding balance as a busy mom is next to impossible. In fact, she's the first to admit that she messes up, frequently. Sometimes things can't be prepared for, like insects flying into your cooking. We used to waste a lot of food because I would, I would get, ooh, moss in the beans. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh protein! Oh, well, pick it out. I grew up in prairies, so I'm just gonna literally pick that moss out of there that I just crushed with my bare hand. <laughs> She has a great attitude about what matters and what doesn't, and everything around her is thriving. Her business, her kids, her coffee-making skills. A small part of what makes her weekday life a little easier is meal prepping on Sundays. Meal prepping is a couple of hours of cooking done ahead of time when your schedule allows. It could mean making a big batch of soup, hard boiling some eggs, roasting vegetables, baking a bunch of chicken, and making a batch of sprouted brown rice. The actual recipes don't matter, anything goes, but the key is they are already prepared when your week begins. With all of these already cooked dishes in your fridge or your freezer, your week is easier. It's great for any busy person, especially ones who want to eat better. Today, Dara is going to make two things she makes quite often, quinoa with black beans and mini turkey meatloaves. Both are things you can add to, stick in bowls, take for lunch, add to salad, and eat for dinner. I asked Dara how she approaches her Sunday meal prep and what she recommends if you want to prepare your meals in advance to save time during the week. Okay, so if I'm trying to help somebody get started with meal prepping, I will usually kind of recommend a formula where they make some kind of a breakfast protein. Think sweet potato sausage and egg casserole, muffin tin mini frittatas, breakfast burritos. Or if they don't do a lot of protein, then they could do like an overnight oats or a big batch of oats in the slow cooker or something like that. Um, so some kind of a breakfast protein and some kind of a breakfast, sorry, some kind of a lunch protein. So I'll say usually two proteins, um, a breakfast and a lunch, I find those are the meals that people struggle the most with in terms of eating homemade food or real meals. Dinners, I think most of us grow up having a home-cooked dinner and it can get a little crazy in the evenings if you have a lot of activities. Um, but I think, uh, I think most of us kind of know how to throw together a dinner quickly. So as, apart from the, the two proteins, I usually recommend a pot of soup. Um, and I have a ton of just kind of go-to soup recipes that I use. Most of them are veggie-based. Um, and soup is great because you can get a lot of things into it. And you can puree it, either partly or fully, and then it's really palatable to little kids too, right? And a soup is an awesome way to augment a 
just typical brown bag lunch. So if you're the type of person who's kind of trying to get just a little bit healthier and you've been eating, you know, a ham sandwich five days a week forever, then, you know, a ham sandwich with a bowl of homemade broccoli soup instead of a bag of chips is just such a huge step in the right direction. And then maybe eventually that comes to be, you know, um, a couple of mini frittatas with a bowl of soup and some veggies on the side or, or something, you know, so and some fruit. Um, and then lastly, <clears throat> I'll usually recommend some kind of a grain. So I think if you, bare minimum, if you could just prep um, a soup, a grain, and two proteins. And it sounds like a lot if you're getting started, but you don't need to prep a brand new recipes every week. So if you have sort of a collection of recipes that work really well together for you, so for example, a lot of weeks I'll do really simple hard-boiled eggs, um, dry poached chicken breasts, which I'm just basically baking off in parchment with a little bit of olive oil and some seasoning. So they're still moist, but they're a really blank canvas. Um, you know, a soup and some grains. And then um, that's kind of, that's something I make one week. And then I might rotate the next week. And if you just, you kind of create like little, you know, groupings of recipes that you know how to use together. So if you know that you can eat the quinoa and beans and you'll eat it with, you know, cold chicken breast, then make chicken breast and quinoa and beans one Sunday. And the next week, maybe you make a pot of chili and you, you batch cook some rice because you know you'll eat chili and rice. And, you know, you just have a few kind of groupings that you go to. And then because I recommend prep on Sunday, I'll try to work Sunday dinner into the prep as well. So a good example would be um, if you were doing something like a big roast chicken on Sunday night um, to plan in your week to use those leftovers. Whether that's making a soup, a green bowl with chicken on top, chicken and barley salad, there are tons of ways to incorporate that chicken into future meals. Dara saw her own mom making big batches of food on Sundays when she was growing up in a small town in Saskatchewan, and she believes in the benefits. A couple of hours on Sunday can make eating throughout the week much smoother, and you'll probably spend less time with the fridge door open thinking, what's for dinner? So what did you, as a kid, what did you do for Sunday night dinner? Did you have a big Sunday night dinner? We didn't have a lot of family who lived close by, so all of our celebrations were really small. Um, Sunday night dinner, my mom would have probably made something like a roast or chicken, um, or she would have done something, it would have been something big batch. So obviously it wasn't my, I didn't, you know, come up with this idea. I think people have been doing this for ages, right? You make something huge on Sunday and then you can um, you can use it all week. So she would do a lot of like homemade pasta sauces, um, or she would do something like a chili or a big macaroni. She makes really good macaroni and cheese, like with the um, I don't know the custardy kind with the, all the fresh cheese grated in. And yeah, she, so she would make things like that. Um, we didn't have a lot of money when we were kids, so we didn't eat a lot of like if we were eating meat for a dinner, it would be a roast or drumsticks or something, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be like steak. Um, those kinds of things were reserved for like pretty special occasions. So it would have been large things or stews, um, things like that. So more, I've learned how to be thrifty from my mom. Some other ideas for prep on Sundays? Whole grain muffins, smoothie kits, a bunch of raw vegetables that you can throw into a stir fry or just snack on, pancakes, 
ground beef or baked tofu cubes that you can use in tacos or add to sauces, barbecue chicken thighs or anything else that you happen to be barbecuing, chocolate energy bites. So I'm going to set the oven for the turkey meatloaves and then I'm going to put some quinoa on. I'm going to try to meal prep multiple things at once because meal prepping is fun, but when you meal prep with wine, if you meal prep for too many hours, then you have too much wine. So it's best to be efficient. So I'm going to use a, I'm going to just put some olive oil and crush some garlic in the bottom of a good heavy pot for the quinoa. Quinoa is a little bit bitter. So if I flavor it from the beginning, then I can make it taste a little more interesting and I can repurpose it if I don't do anything too complicated. So I usually just do a little salt, some bay. So you're not really measuring anything. You're just no. throwing it in. The only thing, I do measure my quinoa. I do measure my water in my quinoa. So I usually do about a cup of quinoa to a cup and three quarters of water. Or if I have chicken broth, um, homemade or even just boxed, um, I'll do that too. So I'm just gonna give the garlic a really rough chop and then I'll throw it in. I don't care about getting the olive heated or anything, the olive oil heated, I'm just gonna warm up the garlic. So the oil starts to taste like garlic and then I'll throw the quinoa in to give it a really quick brown before we put the water in. Quinoa is a really good one to prep in advance because it keeps the texture. So, once my quinoa is measured out, I'll throw it in with the hot oil and the garlic. Have you always done meal planning? Since we had kids, pretty much. I, don't, I think when we had our first life was still pretty easy, and so I would just cook kind of one day at a time, like a lot of people do I think before they have kids and then once I became self-employed and my hours were you know kind of crazy it, it's uh, sometimes it means working in the evenings or I would be out really early in the morning and if I didn't have food prepped I would have to eat on the go all the time which is not just expensive but um, it's it's really difficult to eat well when you're eating out all the time <clears throat> so I started I think mostly with prepping breakfasts um, and I usually have had time to cook dinner fresh because I don't work traditional nine to five hours. So breakfast was kind of like where I started into my meal prep journey. And then I think from there it grew into um, lunches and trying to have food available so that the other members of the family would also grab it and go, um, which is not always a winning battle. But I think if my, if my uh, partner, if he takes a homemade lunch even two or three days a week, then I feel pretty good about being able to provide that for him since I have more flexible hours than he does and I have the cooking skills and he doesn't. So that's the, where, for me, that's where the division of labor is. It's not based on gender, it's based on the fact that I can get done in a couple of hours, what for him would be like an entire day. So you just had the... Quinoa, you're just browning the quinoa slightly. Exactly. I'm gonna let it go a little bit longer. You kind of want to wait until it's almost, like it's starting to get brown. Not burning, but you should. it should smell toasty. 
While the quinoa browned, I asked Dara about feeding three kids and what kind of philosophy she embraces when it comes to kids' likes and dislikes with food. They're used to having things forced down their throats. <laughs> this is a bit of an eat it or starve mentality around this house. But <laughs> do you would do, do you recommend that seriously? Yeah, I really do. Okay. I, Tell me about that. Well, when I coach, I coach a lot of moms, and I and I when I'm working with a mom on meal prepping, a lot of the time it's not just about like teaching someone a recipe or giving them a meal plan. It's sort of mom to mom, like troubleshooting, just like you would in any other kind of coaching relationship, you know? Um, so it might not be about their squats or, or um, you know, how many grams of protein they should eat. A lot of the time it's trying to make it all come together in a much more, um, like it's about managing stress, managing time. And and so I think it's really important that everybody eats the same food. So I, I batch cook a bunch of stuff on Sunday. Sunday is usually incorporating our Sunday dinner into that prep or creating something for Sunday dinner that gives us leftovers. And then um, I'll try to be creative. So maybe if I'm making something like old school stuffed peppers with rice, then I'll make extra rice. And then I'll have that ready for making grain bowls for lunches or throwing together with some leftover meat for the kids in a thermos for their lunches or something like that. So I don't give them options. We don't have kid food and grown-up food in our house. Um, for sure they have treats and, you know, we'll order takeout. We'll have frozen pizza sometimes. They're no strangers to a McNugget, but that's a treat. It's not kid food versus what's being prepared for the family. So we have a rule in our house that they have to have a bite of everything, which is not my rule. I read it somewhere and it works. Um, and then that's it. And I'll sometimes cajole a little bit if I feel like they're like BSing me. But um, if they say they're not hungry or they're not interested in the food, as long as they've tried it, I just try not to get into arguments with them. I feel pretty comfortable that if I give them a good homemade breakfast, lunch, and dinner as many times as I can in a week, um, and that I have a, you know, fruits and vegetables and things for them to snack on, that if they miss you know, something here or there, or they turn their nose up at something here and there, that by the end of a week or a month or a year, it really all comes out in the wash. So I find it less, much less stressful than like obsessing over each kid's preferences. Once the quinoa smells toasty, you'll add the liquid to the pot. So I'm doing about, like I said, about a cup of quinoa to about a cup and three quarters of um, water. If I had broth, I would use that, but I forgot it. And then I'll sometimes throw in, if I have fresh herbs around, I'll throw in um, some herbs. If I don't have fresh herbs, I'll throw in maybe just some bay. Um, nothing too strong though, because I don't want it to be only for one purpose. I want it to be able to be reused in a different capacity. And then I usually spill a lot of things all over the stove. That's a part of my meal prep too. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so messy. So tell me what you just put in there. So I just put um, a couple of dried bay leaves. Be a little less bland. And then we're going to mix it together with some beans um, after to up the protein so that it could be eaten just as a meal or it could be used as a base for something more interesting. Yeah, so we're gonna bring that to a boil and then we'll just simmer it. And I usually simmer it, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. While the quinoa cooked, Dara moved on to the other part of this protein-rich recipe, the black beans. 
I'm gonna get the black beans ready. And I'm just using canned black beans because I might meal prep, but I don't, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of time. So I use like a low sodium or no salt added, the no salt added black bean. So then I'm gonna grab a pan for the beans. I wanna give them a little bit of flavor too. Now it's seeming a little fussy because it's a two-pan recipe, but I'm not going to do much with them. We're really just going to mix them with a little bit of onion and garlic and, um, and uh, give them a bit of flavor. So we'll just go. So for the beans, I am going to mince up the garlic a bit more. And I've got, about, I've got a can of beans. So we like a lot of garlic. So I'll do maybe three or four good cloves of garlic. Dara chopped the garlic, and I asked her about meal times when she was a kid. My mom was a, a good cook. She is a good cook, sorry. God rest her soul. No, I'm just kidding. My mom's alive and well, and she just lives across town. <laughs> she just doesn't cook for me very often anymore. We do go there for Tuesday night dinner once a week, though, which is kind of nice. Why Tuesday night? <clears throat> um, it was just a night... A random night we kind of wanted a random night where it didn't have to turn into a huge night you know it was just like an in and out for a few hours and that way um, there was no reason to blow it off so it would still happen regularly and also um, it would get us out of it would get to see this it would it would get us out of having to coordinate really big get-togethers but I find it so much better to have like regular shorter visits because then you're you can keep up with like the mundane everyday stuff and then you're not having this like intense like yeah tell me everything that's happened in the last three months so i'm going to put some olive oil in the pan for the beans again and then i'll throw some garlic in i'm also going to put in some onion so i think i'm going to grate the onion up I'm just going to use a small onion and when I do um, plain proteins like I prepped some ground turkey yesterday um, just to kind of use for random things during the week and I learned a really great trick from a, um, a, a recipe writer that I follow she grates an onion into her proteins and I'm sure everybody listening has already heard of that but to me it was earth-shattering because it makes them really soft and moist too. So when I do like ground beef or ground turkey or um, beans or anything like that, I'll just grate it right in. I'm not too worried about the big chunks because I'm not gonna saute this anyways. And grown-ups like big chunks of onion sauteed in olive oil, so kids can leave it on their plates. Okay, so we have the onions kind of like cooking away. I'm not really doing anything with them. I just want them to cook down so they're not super, super acidic. And then I'm gonna throw the garlic in, which I just kind of chopped up fine. I'm gonna take that piece of onion skin out. And then we'll throw the beans in. And then that's really it. I'm gonna spice it a little bit. Um, I really like cumin, so I'm gonna put cumin in, but you could, you know, do 
nothing if you wanted to keep it really plain or if you had kids who kind of hated spices. Dara's kids don't hate spices, and she thinks it's because... They were served it all from the time they were really little. I don't think there's anything special about them. I think they just... Uh, I always put um, herbs and garlic and onion and stuff into their baby foods from the time that they were able to take um, like homemade mashes and stuff. And I would give them, you know, my the bone of my pork chop or my steak or whatever to chew on. Um, I, if I were making a soup, I would just blitz the soup up so they would get whatever herbs and spices. And I would even lightly spice things that I make for them. So if I make a pasta sauce, I put, you know, um, chilies into it. So the garlic and grated onion has cooked a bit. Dara's going to add some cumin and then the beans. I put my cumin in now because it can cook a bit. And then I'll stick the beans in. And then once it's all done, we'll just kind of throw it all together. And it makes a kind of neutral base for putting things like tomato, avocado, um, green onions, and just make sort of a, a do-it-yourself green bowl. So now I'm going to throw the beans in. And the secret here is that I actually really don't like beans that much, and no, no one in our family really likes beans very much. So this recipe works because I kind of like mash the beans a little bit. I think beans, it's a texture thing, don't you? It's not a flavor thing. Yeah. They, they, they're not, they don't have much flavor. Yeah, they're not obnoxious in flavor. It's the like firm exterior, mushy interior. So I'll give them a minute and I'm just going to mash them while they cook. But not all of them because you want to pretend like you like the beans. You just have to mash a little bit. So leaving some whole, maybe half whole, half mashed. The quinoa is simmering away. I'm gonna turn that down a bit. So the last time that I bought a grain bowl like at a fancy cafe, I think I paid, I don't know, $15 or something. And it was really good. It was way too big and it was really good. But, um, it's such an awesome way to do lunches, especially if you're trying to batch cook because you can just add in whatever leftovers you have during the week. So yeah. if you have this this basic kind of <clears throat> quinoa and black bean, and you could obviously do this with rice, bean, whatever your choice of bean and, and grain, and then it could become a dinner if you, if you were to double up the batch maybe and then you have leftovers, or it can kind of just sit in the fridge and then... You know, maybe the first day you do that kind of southwest, you know, you chop up an avocado, you put some tomatoes, some cilantro, something like that. Um, but then if you've got, say, meat leftovers, you know, from another um, evening or even some roasted veggies or you could throw it together with leftover salad. So it can be because the quinoa stays soft and it's not the kind of food that we expect to be like to me, grain bowls are just as good cold as they are hot. So it's just a really cheap fast, easy way to have a base so that little bits of leftovers can turn into a meal, which is a way better way to get through your food in a week, I think, without overspending and wasting a ton of food. Because we did used to waste way more food before I kind of figured out how to meal prep properly. And I think part of meal prepping is just accepting that you're going to eat a bit with a bit of repetition mm -hmm. through the week mm -hmm. and then like have a little bit of a less of a spoiled North American expectation of eating a brand new different thing, you know, for every single meal. 
For sure. Do you, <clears throat> I, know, I know some people just feel like meal prep is, and meal planning is just totally overwhelming. Do mm -hmm. you actually plan Monday we're having this, Tuesday we're having this, or do you sort of think of one night we'll have fish, one night we'll have meat, one yeah. night we'll have, we'll add to this? A lot of the time, um, most, like, some days are planned out, so if the kids have an activity and I know it needs to be something really quick, then I'll, I'll kind of know what that, what's going to be that night. Um, and then other times, like you said, it's kind of a mix and match thing, but usually I have it slotted, like, what the day, what the meal is going to be for the day. Um, I have the luxury, I should say, of, you know, being at home during the day, so I do have the ability to kind of change it up on the fly. My clients that I work with on meal prep, for sure plan every single day what it's going to be. Because taking the gray area just also eliminates the option of ordering pizza. It's just, that's what's for dinner. And I, I think, like we were saying, I think part of it is just psychologically, just thinking of food as nourishment and not purely as like entertainment or a reward. I mean, for sure it should be fun to make, it should be fun to eat, but it, not every single meal needs to be, you know, gorgeous. Dara chopped up some cilantro to put into the quinoa and beans. Super simple. Then you'll throw the cilantro into the beans, then mix the finished quinoa into the cilantro and beans, once you've removed the bay leaves if you use them. You'll add salt and pepper, and then you can set it aside. And you can use this dish as a base for a grain bowl that you could take for lunch. You could add tomatoes, chopped veggies that you've also prepped, avocado, green onions, plain yogurt, any dressing or other topping, roasted nuts, or whatever your heart desires. On to the turkey mini meatloaves. So this little, this is a turkey meatloaf recipe that I do um, usually for lunches. It's really good to like pop into the kids' bento boxes, but they're also really good for dinners. I don't know, I think we just go through them so quickly that we never get them for dinner. They just end up getting used for, for lunches, but I'm gonna go grate a zucchini. And that's gonna make it really moist and also add some veggie goodness. And these little meatloaves have oats, veggies, and turkey in them. Um, and they're gluten-free for those who, we're not gluten-free, but for those who are gluten-free, you can use gluten-free oats and they work as a binder instead of a breadcrumb or something. So there's egg, turkey, oats, and veggies. I don't know, to me that sounds like a meal. Okay, so we have a zucchini. We're gonna throw in some oats. I'm just using regular large flake oats. You could use whatever. I've never made it with um, like steel cut oats or anything, um, but I just think any kind of rolled oat is probably good. Throw in a half cup of oats. Oh, and you know what? We're gonna double this because I'm gonna use these for dinners this week. So I'm gonna put a whole cup of oats and I'm doubling. 
Okay, so we're gonna mince up some garlic. And I think I was asking you if you like turkey because I think turkey needs a lot of seasoning. So I'll tend to be pretty aggressive with the garlic and the um, herbs and salt and pepper in this recipe. Um, the, I, the only reason I'm doing it with turkey or chicken instead of beef is because we do actually eat a fair amount of beef. Um, we probably have it once or twice a week, which I, I don't know, I think that's a lot by um, by our standards anyways. And it's um, it's so easy to grab ground beef because it's like easy and it's inexpensive, but turkey and chicken is lighter. Doesn't if you if you get to the ground meat because it has the dark meat in it, it has more vitamins than something like a um, just like a plain chicken breast. Okay, so we have a few cloves of garlic, uh, half a zucchini or a zucchini, um, a half a cup of oats, and we're double gonna to a cup. Right? We doubled it this time, yeah, because okay. I'm gonna have two pounds of turkey because I figured go big or go home since we're gonna do it. And honestly, with these kinds of recipes like the um, the turkey uh, meatloaves and the quinoa, it's not any more work to make two batches, right? So getting back to what we were saying about kind of lowering your standards around variety or getting more creative with what you have, um, if you can repurpose these, I mean, you can also take something like meatballs or meatloaves or even just a straight up meatloaf, which is super old school, but it's such a blank canvas. And so if you um, batch cook, make you know one or two nights worth, then you can crumble it into a pasta sauce, you know, you can mix it together. You could quickly make up some rice or some quinoa and, um, you know, chop it up and mix it together like that. It doesn't have to be served like as a protein on its own. It can just be incorporated into other dishes too. So, so we're gonna put like, I don't know, three or four cups of salt into this turkey. <laughs> I'm probably gonna, I don't know. I don't know, do you, I salt, I put a lot of salt in my meat, but I think you have to. Okay, so I'm gonna probably put about, Two tablespoons? It's probably close to that. I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say four or five teaspoons probably yeah. for like a double batch. But again, we're not adding anything with sodium, right? We're not using like bouillon or like ketchup or the kinds of things sometimes go into like a meatloaf, right? <clears throat> so we've got oats, salt, and now I'm gonna add some Parmesan cheese, which will add some saltiness. So that's the only thing you need to watch. You could always um, use a different kind of cheese or no cheese. Um, but we're gonna do like a rosemary and parmesan kind of a flavor for this turkey. This is a little bit more grown up. That looks like good parm. I think it is. Yeah. You gotta get it with the rind. I'm gonna put about a half cup of parm in here. So that's for my double batch, so. We'll be back with you in about five or ten minutes. We're gonna grate this. I hate this job. This is like my, you know those kitchen jobs that you yeah. just I hate grating yeah. cheese. Yeah. Parmesan's okay because at least it's like it's fast to grate. Mm -hmm. But if I have to do like tacos, I hate making tacos. Chop this. Chop that. Chop this. Just so Shred you can all that. throw it all over Shred, the floor, yeah. <laughs> and I can, I can clean it up later. <laughs> That's about a half cup. Yeah. Okay. That's about a half cup. And then a boatload of pepper. All right, the last thing I'm gonna put in here before I add eggs, I'm just gonna chop up <laughs> some rosemary. 
We're not winning any hygiene awards here. We're just... So I'm going to put kind of like one big stem of rosemary. I'm going to sprinkle some on the floor. And I'm going to chop it up pretty fine. The turkey doesn't really have a whole lot of texture. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Turkey Board of Canada needs to hear this podcast. <laughs> so it doesn't have a lot of texture. So I just feel like you want to bite into like soft turkey and get like a big woody piece of rosemary. <laughs> so we're going to throw in our rosemary. And then I'm just going to mix it. So I'll just wash my hands first. That's always a good plan. So you'll mix everything up, then add four eggs into the turkey mixture and any other spices you'd like. Dara added a little oregano. You can always add a little more oats if the mixture isn't binding together. And then you'll grease the muffin tins and fill them with the turkey mixture. I don't bake very much. Do you bake? No, not very much. This is how I bake. Get <laughs> <laughs> some mummy made. <laughs> No. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> no. Wrong mom. <laughs> A mom that 99% of the time packs her kids awesome, healthy lunches. If you need some ideas, you can check them out every morning on her Instagram. Let's put these mini meatloaves in the oven. So we're just going to bake them for about 30 minutes, 350. And because they're, uh, because it's turkey, we have to make sure it's pretty cooked through. So needs a little longer than like um, beef or pork would. And then that's it. And then I'll probably, sometimes I'll put a little sauce on them. So if I have like a, a jar of passata or something, or if you have this, pizza sauce. I didn't even know this was in here. So we must've made homemade pizzas at some point. Most often what I have, if I'm properly stocked up, most often what I have is like jars of strained tomatoes or passata. So it might take a little bit of pesto, just mix it together really quickly with some passata. And then after I finish baking them for about 25, 30 minutes, I'll just spoon a little bit onto each one and then throw them back in for another five minutes. And then it just creates that kind of, you know, that old school meatloaf topping that you expect, only not ketchup. But you can use whatever, like pizza sauce would work really well if you have, to, if you tend to do, you know, pizza sauce is a, a random thing for us to have. Or jar sauce, or you could do, you, I mean, depending on what flavors you put in, you could just put some barbecue sauce on, or I guess you could put ketchup. If you want. Yeah. If you're six and you're making it, then ketchup would probably be great. Um, but yeah, but that's optional. In Dara's own words, meal prep is two to three hours of cooking done ahead of time when your schedule allows. What happens when you do this? Quite simply, you eat better. You stop cravings in their tracks. You lose fat if that's your goal your children eat better, you feel less anxiety, you eat more vegetables and protein than you ever would or could without planning and prepping, and that means your health, mood, and energy levels go through the roof. Sound good? There are lots of helpful resources on Dara's website and blog, bellybootcamp.ca. I'm going to let Dara's two-year-old daughter, lover of quinoa and beans, take us out today. Do you like to help mommy cook? No. Yeah. What do you make? What do you make in your kitchen? When you cook in your kitchen, what do you make? What do you like to eat for lunch? Uh, I don't know. Do you like to have soup? Yeah. And rice? Do you like meatloaf? Yeah. Yeah? 
What about, um, do you like pasta? What's, yeah. your, what's your favorite dinner? Treats. Oh, <laughs> treats. Sunday Night Dinner is produced by Suzanne Hancock. Music by J.J. Ibsen. A huge thank you to Dara Bergeron for tearing up her kitchen and for always being genuinely inspiring and for making such damn cute kids. Check out our other shows, including Pie Making with Suzanne Barr of Saturday Dinette, Laura Wright from The First Mess making Root Vegetable Doll, and most recently Rocco Agostino from Pizzeria Libretto making Margarita Pizza. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you like the show, please leave a review. Thank you. We'll be back in two weeks with a special show featuring Lindsay Anderson and Dana Van Veller, the women behind the Feast cookbook. They traveled across Canada for five months collecting all kinds of Canadian recipes, and their absolutely stunning cookbook came out in March. They happened to be in Toronto a few weeks back and they came to my kitchen to make wild boar and fig meatballs, an easy, comforting interpretation of a classic Sunday night dinner. They've got tons of great stories to share and JJ is writing new music. Celebrate Canada Day with us and learn that Canadian food means more than just poutine and Nanaimo bars. See you soon. <laughs>